0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen. And today I'm going to chat about how to stay focused on a big wellness goal. All right. So today's um, podcast topic kind of came about because this is what I'm seeing from a lot of people and hearing from a lot of people um, in particular from this past year of just feeling like, ooh, I I would like to use... um, And I don't talk about weight loss a ton, but this episode is kind of geared towards that, I guess. But I've had a lot of people say they wanna lose 15 or 20 pounds that they maybe gained this past year. And um, one, totally don't beat yourself up if you're in that camp, because um, I myself also have gained some weight this past year. It's just, it's stress. Like this past year was a lot of stress going on. So one, just don't beat yourself up. You know, you are not alone. This happened to a lot of us this past year. And, um, sometimes it can feel quite overwhelming to kind of, where do I get started? How do I, um, get myself back into the shape that I, I want to be in and, you know, whether you have that as a goal, or maybe it's a different goal of like, Hey, I actually really want to start to train for a triathlon or a half marathon or something like that. Um, or even a five K. That is a big wellness goal. And so how can you stay motivated for that? because what I found that sometimes those those lofty goals we set um, you know we can be like, yes, I want to lose 20 pounds before the wedding And what do you know? the wedding is in one month. Losing 20 pounds in one month is not practical. you know in um, most cases one to two pounds a week is what is uh, I guess the ideal in quotation marks way to lose weight and keep it off. And I will just tell you this, I rarely have I seen people lose two pounds a week for a entire month. And I have actually seen it. I've had one client who did that a few years ago. And afterwards I told her, I'm like, okay, if you want to lose, you know, 10 pounds in one month, you really, and she didn't have a ton of weight to lose. And so I said, you're really gonna have to be on it. You're gonna have to get all of your workouts in. You're gonna have to eat almost perfectly to have this happen, you know, just based on her size and what her weight loss goal was was, it wasn't that much. It was to lose 12 pounds just in total. And so she did it. She lost 10 pounds in one month. And, um, at the end of the month, I said, how are you feeling? And she says, you're right. I am not going to do that again next month. It is way too hard to be perfect at all times. So that is what I first want to caveat today's um, message with is to really, to really be on it and to, um, stick to something. It is hard and it's not practical for most people. You're not going to eat perfectly every single meal. You're not going to um, hit every single workout in the, in the way that you want to. There's always going to be days where you have low energy and it might not be the same output as you had wanted. Um, you may not be running as fast as you normally do one day. That's just what happens. You know, that is what, um, that is what our bodies in particular, if you're a menstruating um, human, that's what our bodies do. Like it, they change each month. Um, and again, based on what you ate, like if you ate maybe not the best meal the night before. And then you get up and try to work out early morning and you feel a little sluggish or lethargic. um, that plays a factor too. And so when I'm talking about these, um, those big wellness goals, you know, starting is hard, that's half the battle, but then sticking with it is the other half of the battle that often gets overlooked because, um, you know, you might be going strong, but then all of a sudden you're like, I'm just not seeing results. And then we throw in the towel or we start to get really frustrated. And this happens to all of us. You know, I personally, have lost, um, you know, 40 to 50 pounds a couple of times in my life, you know, once after I had my son. And then the second time, or well, the first time actually was when I, before I was married and I went out and partied way too much and, um, drank too much and ate horrible meals late at night. And then the second time was after I had my son, I wasn't someone who lost the weight easily. I really had to, um, to work at it. And so those are some ways that, you know, I personally have seen like, Oh, that, that cycle and that you get in your own head of, Oh, is this ever going to come off? Or am I doing enough? You know, often we go to that, like, am I doing enough? Am I eating, um, you know, healthy enough or am I eating less? enough? Or am I working out hard enough? That's what starts to you know happen. And um, those are the stories we start to tell ourselves. So let's talk about how we can kind of stay motivated while we're in it, while we're trying to reach these goals. So the first one is, and we've probably heard this, and I've talked about this before, but what is your why? And so, you know, you might've heard about that and just said, okay, what is my why? Why do you want to reach that goal? So maybe you do want to lose 20 pounds. And you're like, why do I want to do that? I also like to include who do you want to become? And I talked about this on a pod, a solo podcast a couple of weeks ago, but really envisioning that new version of yourself. So personally for myself, when I kind of look at, you know, me in the future, I see myself in like flowy pants and like a tighter tank top, kind of like a leotard almost um, with the flow pants and my arms are ripped and I'm walking around a basketball gym. I don't know why it's a basketball gym. You know, my, my husband coaches basketball and my son, will most likely be playing basketball. And, um, I guess that's what I envision of myself. That's what I'm wearing to watch him play. And so that to me comes to mind. And usually when I ask clients about this, they do have a vision of themselves. They do see themselves in a new way, wearing something or doing something that they're currently not doing or wearing. And so you might have to ponder this yourself and say, Hmm, You're right. I do. I see myself maybe wearing the dress that's in the back of your closet, you know, that you've kind of pushed away. They're like, oh, I really do want to wear this again. Um, And that can be, you see that vision of yourself in that dress, or maybe it's sitting cross legged in a circle of women. You know, you can easily just sit and your, your hips are open and you're flexible enough to do that. Maybe it's dancing salsa with your partner. Maybe it's just going to a yoga class. That's been something that you've really wanted to do, but you've just not Um, gotten over that, that hump of like actually going to a class and you feel like you'll be comfortable there. Or just running your first 5K. Like you see yourself, hey, I wanna be a runner and I see myself just crossing that finish line. So whatever that vision is, really start to think about that. Maybe write that down, and maybe you have that in the back of your head anytime that your your things get tough, because they will when you reach a big goal. You know, to lose, you know, even to lose 20 pounds, this can take some time. You know, especially if this past year, if it took you a year to put the 20 pounds on, you know, it might take a little while to take them off. You might have to peel back some onions, um, and this is not only. I mean, this is just the physical layer of things. There's a the whole emotional and there's a sleep layer. Like you gotta make sure you're getting enough sleep. And then most likely, like myself, raising my hand for myself on this one, it can be an emotional reason that you gained because you, know, you had trouble dealing with some of those emotions that came up this past year. And then you kind of have to peel back the onion there of, okay, I can be doing all of the workout and the, the nutrition, but I might have to go a little bit deeper with myself. And that's not always a fun thing to do. So maybe you have to peel that onion a little bit. So kind of really um, explore that, like what side of this do I need to do to really reach that wellness goal? So the next one, this again might seem obvious, but make a plan. So having a plan, um, you know, it's a tangible thing that we can follow. And often what what I've heard from people sometimes is they're like, oh yeah, this is my goal. And then we don't actually have a plan to get there. Um, This is where a coach comes into play. This is why I'm a big fan of getting outside support and help. You know, this is why personally I hire a business coach because they help me make my plans. They help hold me accountable. Um, They help push me or they might see blind spots that I'm not seeing, you know, where I'm like, Hey, I really want to do this X, Y, Z program. And they're like, but do you, you just told me last week that you didn't want to do any more group programs. And now you're saying you want to do one. And it's stuff like that, where they can kind of hold up that mirror to your blind spots. And that's the same thing with like a personal trainer or a wellness coach. So for myself, because I do both, you know, my personal training versus the Ayurvedic wellness coaching, you know, what do you need? You might have something where you're like, oh yeah, personal training sounds great. So you got to find a trainer that's going to fit into what you're looking for to reach your goals. So, um, I call myself kind of a holistic personal trainer because I'm not only doing, you know, the, the workouts, but I'm also looking at the emotional pieces, the, um, the yoga side. Like I sometimes I'm like, Hey, you know what? Today is not a day we're going to do a workout. We actually just need to do some yoga and work on our breath work and calm ourselves down. Um, like that is kind of the, the holistic side of the personal training. So I guess I'm kind of an asterisk in that because I do do some wellness coaching with my training, but then a wellness coach, they're not necessarily going to give you the workout. So they might not be, um, you know, even handing you a workout at all. You're in charge of getting together your own workouts, but they might be holding you accountable of, Hey, did you get your workouts in, or let's go over your plan? What are you doing? Um, it also might be more nutrition there. Um, so you can kind of decide where, where you would go. So what if you don't have the funds? You know, how can you make your own plan? So if you're like, oh gosh, I would love to hire someone, but it's just not in the budget right now. There are great resources online, a ton. And it also can be very overwhelming, I will say. Um, But, you know, you can kind of piecemeal your own stuff together. So a few examples of where you might go. um, A, if you have someone that you really love and you love their work, you know go to their websites see what they have for free um i know i have some i don't know if i have any workouts for free on my website but i do on youtube so youtube's a great place where you're like okay let me just go ahead and you know follow some videos um maybe it's pinterest pinterest has some great workout ideas um or even scrolling through instagram and just pulling through um different workouts that people have shared but just stick to a few people that you really like and just follow their content and work through um what they have what they have to offer and I would also say, if you're going to do this yourself, make a plan. Like you really do. You have to make a plan. You can't go into, let's just say it's Thursday morning and you pull up your website on Thursday morning and you just randomly cl- click on something. That's not, that's not going to get you results. Um, you know, just randomly doing stuff, you know, Monday through Sunday, and you're just picking the day, the morning of, this is something where I personally, like I sit down and I make my clients plans for the entire month. I take them, um, you know, I take the time cause obviously they don't have to do that because that's why they're hiring me, but like I make out their plan for the month and I have it all charted on my, um, like I, I keep track of this on, um, the numbers document on a Mac. So like maybe you have a big spreadsheet where you keep track of this. So, you know, where people are at, um, or where yourself is at in this case, but that's where you can kind of say, okay, yeah, Mondays, I am going to do a strength training workout Tuesdays. I'm going to go ahead and do yoga Wednesday is another strength training workout. And you already know what that workout is ahead of time. You're not just guessing that morning, Thursday, you go to bar class Friday. You're back to that strength training Saturday. You go for a run Sunday. is a rest day. That's just a very loose, you know, loose idea, but that's how specific you need to be. And if you're going to change up your lifting routine every week, you better make sure you have all of that documented and printed out, or at least, um, put somewhere where you can easily find it because I've seen it too many times where you're like, oh shoot, I forgot to save that workout or I can't remember. And then it's just, it's, it's not going to work. So you have to have this, um, this concrete plan and you do have to stick with it and follow it. Um, especially if your goal is a bigger wellness goal. So next one, after you have that plan, what are you going to do when the going gets tough? So this is also, most likely going to happen, you know. We're in the middle of reaching a goal, and we're we're doing great. And all of a sudden, we hit a plateau. We hit a wall, and we just feel, oh, I want to throw in the towel. I don't know what's going on. So, what are what are some things you're going to do? Like, you need to make a list, or at least have this in the back of your head. You know, do you want to call a friend? Do you have a friend you can call and just say, hey, I'm really struggling with um, X, Y, Z, or I need someone to call to remind me to get my workout in, or to Um, to call because at night I really want to eat late at night, but I just want to text you um, instead of eating, you know, can you help kind of keep me motivated? Whatever that might look like, like have that in place. Another idea, you know, is now the time that you hire someone for accountability once you're down those last 10 to 15 pounds. So if you're, if you're there, maybe you, at the beginning of your journey, you say, I'm going to start saving money because I actually would like accountability. And I'm just going to start to save every week, you know, whatever that amount is. So I can afford to hire a personal trainer or a wellness coach to help me with the last 10 to 15 pounds. So maybe you go into this journey already knowing that that's your goal and you start to save so you can do that. Um, You know, and most people have the prices on their website. So go ahead, look, look on their website and just see how much it will cost. And you'll have a great idea of, you know, okay, I'm going to invest three months with this coach. Um, and I would recommend probably three months for most people, just because it takes a little bit to kind of get to know people's bodies and how people are responding to things. Um, next one, do you need to switch up your routine? Uh, you know, has it gone stale? So maybe that routine, I just did the lifting, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday bar yoga that I just had the example of maybe you're like, yeah, you know what? Actually bar class. I don't really enjoy. I'd rather go to yoga twice a week. You great. Switch that out. Um, Lifting wise, I recommend switching up your strength training workout every four to six weeks. You know, I do every month. Otherwise it goes stale for myself and your body stops responding because it knows what's coming. So if you're hitting a plateau and you haven't changed up your workout routine, you need to, you have to every four to six weeks. That is the science behind, um, that is, that is the science behind wellness routines and workout routines is you have to switch it up. So your muscles don't get, um, they basically they're like, yep, I know how to do this. You need to either switch it up by changing your exercises or by changing, hey, instead of 10 reps, I'm going to start to do 12 reps and I'm going to increase my weight. So now instead of lifting um, 15-pound dumbbells, I'm going to try 20-pound dumbbells for this exercise. Those are different ways to kind of do that. Another idea, maybe you need to invest in a gym membership or purchase new equipment for your home gym. Maybe you need to modify your nutrition. You know, you have gone this far and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I actually would like to take out, you know, maybe you're still having an occasional glass of wine or two on the weekends. They're like, yeah, I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to see what that does for me. Another idea, just throw a pillow on the ground and scream. And that might sound so silly, but it's so wonderful. And I do this with clients all of the time. When we get frustrated, you can either take a pillow or a small exercise ball and just slam it down and just kind of scream. Because sometimes we just got to get that emotion out of our bodies and just it's just a nice release now is that going to help you long term no but on the short term if you're feeling those emotions just go ahead and throw that pillow down and then the last thing that i have for you today is change takes time you know just knowing that and i will tell you that from my own personal experience and journey um there's ups there's downs one week you're like hey great i'm down five pounds And then the next week you step on the scale and you're like, and now I'm up five pounds. And the next week, oh great, I'm down three. The next week, oh, I'm up four. Like this sometimes happens and it really can drive you bananas when we're kind of up, down, up, down, but really staying and remembering, especially if you're a cycling female, you know, there's going to be up and down weeks. Our cycles do dictate that. I had one client who You know, any time right before a period, she always gained weight. And so we just stopped weighing that week when I did her measurements because it didn't didn't make sense. It was frustrating to her. And then the week after her period, like, oh great, this is a more accurate reading for where she was most of the month. So even doing that, like maybe you just take your weight once a month and you just have it the same time in your cycle every month, because that will usually dictate the weight as well. If you do, if you are someone who's like, yeah, I would like to every week, just kind of note like, hey it's Monday and I'm in my luteal phase. And then you write your weight. And then the next week, hey, it's Monday and I'm bleeding. And you write your weight. So you, you know kind of where you're at in your cycle and it, you can kind of see the trend um, over the course of a few months of where you're at and what's happening with your body. And you'll also know, hey, am I retaining water during that luteal phase? Like this is actually something I want to look into. How can I switch up my diet? Or where can I maybe add some herbal support to help me so I'm not retaining so much water during that luteal phase. So that might be something to kind of just keep an eye on, but just knowing like, Hey, this is going to take some time. Like if you have 50 pounds to lose, just knowing, going ahead and saying, I'm going to devote this year, this year and a half. Um, you know, if you have 20 pounds to lose, you know, maybe you devote and you're not, um, like myself, I'm a muscular, I'm a muscular person. And so for me to lose 20 pounds, you know, in theory, like, Oh, this will take a couple months, but really this might take six six to eight months because I'm gonna really have to trim some things down and really look at okay how can I um, you know eat in a healthier way or what do I really need to do because 20 pounds on certain body frames is, it might take a little bit longer so if you have a smaller body frame the 20 pounds can take a little bit more than if you have a larger body frame and um, that's just something to be aware of as well is you know where are you currently at and what have you been doing so if this past year your food habits have went out the window, um, you know, how can we start to, to take those back in? What do you really want to, um, start looking at? I will just say processed foods. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty easy for us to, to pinpoint that. Like how many processed food am I having? Um, how much sugar am I having? Uh, how much alcohol am I having? Um, you know, what am I having most nights of the week? Is it a fresh meal or is it something from a box? Am I ordering in from restaurants? And you can kind of start to pinpoint, oh yeah, this, this is actually happening a lot more than I thought. I'm eating from restaurants, you know, now that things are open, maybe four nights a week. And you might not have even just realized that until you sat down to think, oh yeah, I could, I could do some tweaking here. So that's something to kind of just to take a look at, you know, where you're at in the same with your workout routine, you know, just knowing that if we're a bit scattered, It often, you know, mentally, we're just doing more mental gymnastics, trying to remember, oh, is Wednesday leg day? Or was it Thursday? Or what am I supposed to do today? And then maybe we just do nothing. And that happens more often than not because we don't have a plan. Um, Those are also like little things like that, that it can slip by really quickly without us realizing, you know, we have stuff happens, everyone's life. I will just tell you this as well, um, from being in this industry for 14, 15 years, And I never, ever, um, this is not a blame on any any of my clients, but you know what? Life happens. Life happens to us all. And all of a sudden, you know, you might not have realized, okay, week one, you had this going on in your life. You're really busy at work. Week two, oh, you know what? My, you know, my kids were really busy. I had to go to all their sporting events. Week three, great, I'm on it. I'm doing my workouts. I'm consistent. And then week four, oh gosh, I'm on my bleeding phase of my week. I just want to take the week off. So then you might not realize it, but then me kind of looking back and reflecting on the month, I might say, we only had one week of like really consistent workouts and where you ate really well. And you're like, oh shoot. And if that's happening more often than not, change isn't going to happen as fast. It doesn't mean it can't happen. But you just have to be honest with yourself and say, I got to write some stuff down. I got to see what are my trends. Because often, you know, again, this is a third person kind of looking in just saying, oh, yeah, I'm only seeing consistency for about a week of the entire month. And that's just not going to be enough to make you um, hit those bigger wellness goals. So sometimes we realize that sometimes we don't. But that's also something just to take note of. And then my final piece is just in Ayurveda, it says it takes 30 to 45 days to process through the food that you ate. So meaning if you're if you're program hopping every two weeks, so maybe you try a diet for two weeks and then you're like, meh, I don't like it. You jump onto something else. Well, and then you think that works. Well, maybe it was the first one that actually worked and the second one didn't. Or maybe you're just eating in a healthier way, but you keep changing it so much that your body doesn't show you those results because it's just nothing sticking. So in all, I've had many people who I'm like, you know what, you have to do this consistently for 45 days, like your nutrition in particular, you have to do that just so I can see what's working, what's not, you know, our bodies need that time to kind of, to say, okay, yeah, it's this that's working. Um, And then again, now this is not nutrition wise, but this is exercise wise. That's when you might slightly tweak things. But nutrition wise, you can stick with it. You know, our bodies are fine to stick with that nutrition wise or having the same things or having the same principles such as early, later dinners, lunch is the biggest meal, um, you know, having no snacks during your day. Like that stuff is fine to stick with long-term. Um, but it's again, and what you're eating might slightly tweak, but often like a true Ayurvedic diet, it's pretty, pretty bland. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty predictable. So that's just something to kind of think about as well of like, how do I want to approach this and what works for me, um, for long-term health? All right. So that's kind of what I have for you. um, and I hope this was helpful because it is hard. I will just say that to stick to wellness goals. It's hard. I think it might be harder than even starting because everyone can start and we might start for a few days and then stop, but it's that sticking with things over long-term and when things aren't going our way, how are we responding? You know, how can we respond in a way to help us reach our goals? You know, whether that be hiring someone, whether that be, um, you know, even just going back and saying, "Yeah, I'm actually auditing myself." This past month, I didn't work out as much as I thought I did, or I didn't eat as healthy as I thought I did when I started writing it down. Um, just really being honest and getting a nice inventory of what's going on. So if you want some more wellness tips, I actually just did a guest blog post with, um, four of my amazing friends and it's over on my website. I'm going to put it in the show links, but if you go to andreaclawson.com forward slash blog, it's free. You can just read through it. If you're interested in Reiki, yoga, Ayurveda, um, all of those things, um, Akashic records, I have some tips, some number one wellness tips from each of those, the women that I asked to do a little guest blog series with. So if you want to read that, it's amazing. Um, And I'm going to plan on doing that, you know, on a bi-monthly kind of clip, just because I really enjoyed reaching out and getting to know people, not on Instagram, you know, just kind of, Hey, let me reconnect with you in a way that's actually uh, to me, I think more beneficial because, um, Well, I guess you don't need to know if you don't, if you don't have a business, but you know, to me, I'm giving, I'm helping, um, share people's work in a way that's more sustainable because Instagram, it moves so fast and you forget, like I might share, I might share my friends really quickly and then you might miss it. Whereas this it's more tangible. Like you can, you can find their tips anytime you're in need of them. So I would love for you to check that out. And again, you can find that over on my, on my blog page, or I will put it in the show notes as well. All right. So that is all for this week. Um, the summer series I'm going to plan on, I will get interviews in when I have them. My summer, um, podcast schedule is kind of might have more solo shows depending on when guests can book in everyone's summer schedule is a little bit more, um, free flowing. And so we don't always have set hours, I guess, uh, myself included. So we'll have some solo, some guest podcast interviews coming up. So I do have one next week, which we're going to dive deeper into nutrition and all about, um, you know, how to really feel your hunger. All right. So that's a little tease for next week, but thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.